Good evening, everybody. Oh, we've got a funny layout. I hadn't meant to do that layout. This is because Ian's late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mr. Oh, my Apple Mac is doing updates. It was doing 42 minutes of updates, and then it decided to do it in 20 minutes because it was efficient, and then your Firefox decided to update. And, yeah. And Ian, and Ian is never late or early. He arrives precisely when he wants. So it looks like at the minute, for those, this is given we're an audio, partly an audio podcast and partly on video, it looks like the opening credits for Charlie's Angels at the minute. So I'm just going to change that because it's slightly disconcerting. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's better. Which, which one was which? I want to be Farrah Fawcett. Is she not the hottest one? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> there's, there's one and there's reality. I know, I know Farrah, I know Farrah Fawcett from the original ones and I don't know any of the others. One called, was there a Jackie something? There was Jackie. There was um, the Siobhan. There was um, <coughs> Edith. Edith. Old. She was a good. She was a good Charlie's Angel. Edith. You guys, <laughs> you guys are too old. Like young guns like me, we only know the remakes. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, good evening. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast, brought to you by Charlie off of Charlie's Angel. I mean the, uh, the Scottish. <laughs> Cammy's, there's the episode title, Cammy's Angels. Cammy's Angels. Oh. Yes. Woo. Get it in early. This um, is why you bring me along. It's just for the... <laughs> You're an ideas man, Ian, that's it. Um, well, there's not much, by the way, news tonight. So what we thought we'd do is given that this, as we're recording this on Tuesday evening, um, and the Lions squad announcement is taking place at, uh, well, they're going to start at 11.45 and they're having 45 minutes of preamble before announcing the squad at 12.28 on Thursday, as though that's going to be on time. Uh, and then, as predicted by Graham Love on Twitter, um, then um, all hell will break loose about one o'clock when when nobody nobody's happy with the selection. So what we're going to try to do tonight is predict Predict we, the whole evening is this. In fact, this is this is what the whole evening is about. It's the legally mandated lions chat. The legally mandated lions chat. We've heard so much about it that it makes us sick. But we've still got a chat about who Gatlin's gonna pick. Yeah. So the whole evening tonight is to decide who Gatlin's gonna pick. Um, if you quickly, uh, yeah. so we don't get accused of Glasgow bias, um, you can do. I've not actually looked at it yet, but you can, uh, if you're an Edinburgh rugby fan, you can do a, a virtual tour of the new stadium. Ooh, and uh, kind of do you... garden centres are open. You can do a proper tour of the new stadium if you want. <laughs> can you see? Can you? Can you kind of like see all the pillars? <laughs> in real 3D, <laughs> yeah, you, you can gauge them to the millimeter. That's what you can do. It's, it's uh, such you, such crisp clarity. Do you guys uh, watch, uh, have you? Did you guys watch Silicon Valley at all? Yes, it's one of yeah, the so, best sitcoms of the last. So the, the episode where they do the box and he shows them all the different places that their box is going to be. That's what the virtual tour of Edinburgh Stadium is going to be. Here's where Pillar is. And here is where another pillar is. <laughs> so yeah, if you're an Ember fan, go and you know do go and have a look at that. Um, we've I've potentially got some. We, we need to address the balance because we, we, Sandy's um, no longer uh, with us on the podcast anymore. But so we do need to address the balance um, because we've got two two Glasgow fans and then me, who's completely apathetic. There's Ian showing us the tour, who's completely apathetic towards both pro teams. 
Um, you know, other than it? any, you know, no more so than that they're there to to kind of feed the the, the international side. Um, so we do need to address about. So we've got plans. We've got irons in the fire trying to bring on board a a voice, a voice to our um, our red trousered, our red trused brethren across the way. Um, <laughs> can I can I make a point of point of order? Yes, I I had forgotten that Ross Ford was a lion. This, this, How could you forget that Ross Ford was a lion? It's because Ross Ford is the like insanely most forgettable person ever on the planet. He is. He is not for this podcast. He is not. <laughs> I feel besmirched on his behalf. <laughs> every single article ever, every single article ever written about Ross Ford has to open with British and Irish lion Ross Ford. <laughs> Scotland's most cat swaddled. Yeah, he's in with you and Murray as well, and it's like you know a squad. And Chris Cusser and Nathan Hines. Uh, see, Taylor would have been on one of those, wouldn't he? he well? Was he in two yeah, thousand? I think Taylor was. I think Taylor made two thousand and nine. But I think that's it. I mean, the interest. We got more lions on two thousand and nine than we did last time round, and we were rubbish in two thousand and nine. We were not very good. <laughs> so. In, th- in fairness, in 2009, we had just had our first successful away tour to Argentina in 2008 under Bill Al- uh, Big Al Kellogg's leadership. So maybe, and we did, we reached fifth in the world in 2008. Did we? Yeah, I think we, we reached our highest ranking for quite some time. So we, um, so maybe, maybe we were not as crap as we thought. Well, we might revisit when we do school. Do, uh, yeah, there's Sam Marsh saying um, Sam Taylor was 2005. That's it's crazy to think, isn't it? Makes you feel well. You guys, I mean, you guys are. I'm, I'm doing the virtual tour thing here and looking at the press seating, and the the, the first picture that comes out is a, a stairwell out the stadium. He's going to go across the way. That's it. I, I don't think they're going to let you in press seat eating. I thought it was going to. You're going to say that you, they've got to put a virtual Rob Robertson or Mark Palmer in there, just you know, <laughs> sat with the computers. Type of match reports, David Barnes. <laughs> it actually looks a lot, It's a lot more spacious than Murrayfield, but it looks of it. Because <laughs> that's a nightmare. Christ. They're very tight, aren't they? I mean, they you're, are, a, you're, yeah. a small, you're a smaller guy than me as well. You, you can imagine it's a wee bit. Yeah, that's that's why I always try and get. If you get there, you, I need to try and get there early. Otherwise, you're sort of like having to clamber over. And, you know, like my, at my the age, first... there's hammies and groins that could get pulled quite easily. <laughs> The first time I ever covered a game at Murrayfield, and I think I've told you this story, I don't think I've told it on here before, but I am, um, because I was going on the train through it and I was going up through Edinburgh and I, I thought, I didn't know what to take. Like, we've got two laptops in the house. I'm not taking the good family one with all the family photos on. I'm going to take the crap one we've had kicking around for ages, but it's got no battery on it. So that'll be fine. There'll be a plug there. I'll be all right. Got that. And it works fine on plug and you can plug it in and it's no, you know, they've got plugs at the, you know, in the, the press box. So I plugged it in, and then the guy from the press association was sat next to me and unplugged my uh, switched the wrong switch, and I lost <laughs> lost an entire half match report. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, so we you can we're going to have a bit of coverage, obviously, of the team announcement on the blog. So ScottishRugbyBlog.co.uk, um, we're going to post the uh, stream of the team announcement on there, and then on the idea is on Thursday that. Um, we will do a kind of we're going to stream a podcast uh, at about three thirty, where we're going to have our instant reaction to it. So you'll be able to see that on Facebook, um, on Twitter, on Twitch, on um, 
YouTube as well will do that. Um, and for our patrons, and I'll come on to our patrons and how we can be a Patreon in a minute, we will we'll do that as an audio download. But you won't get it as an audio download if you just listen to the normal podcast stream with the adverts and stuff. It's only going to be audio only for patrons only. So if you want to sign up for our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. Costs you three pounds a month. You get ad-free versions of the podcast, many podcasts, and you also get exclusive episodes as well. We are once every month we're making our way backwards through time to, to pick Scotland's hardest player at the minute. Um, so for five pounds a month, though, so three pound minimum, five pounds you get into the Doogie Donnelly's members lounge. And this week, uh, we want to say hello to uh, Peter Burns. So Peter says he's, it's been a long time. Loves the podcast, taking a while to sign up, but he has he has come straight into the Doogie Donnelly Members Lounge. So thank you very much to Peter uh, for joining us in there. You're very welcome. We are thank also you. Thank you. Um, we are also brought to you in paid partnership with Manscaped.com, still inexplicably. Um, <laughs> so if you go to Manscaped.com slash Scottish Rugby, you can get 20% off plus free shipping on a wide range of male gentlemen's grooming products. It has to be said, and regular listeners to the podcast will know, it, they mainly focus on the downstairs region. They mainly focus on clippers. Um, and it is, I believe it is, test, it was last month was Testicle Cancer Awareness Month. So, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be one a year, one, once a year event that, you know, every month you should be, you should be aware of your testicles every month. Gentlemen, should be like changing your bed sheets. Yes. So go down. You know, maybe you, you know, maybe you you want to invest in a trimmer, but while you're down there, do you have a check? Manscaped uh, do um, they kind of fund a testicular cancer um, awareness charity? So you won't just be helping yourself to uh, you know an area downstairs area. Um, you'll also be helping other men through their charity work as well. Um, they do different things, ball toner, they do aftershave. You get some nice bits of kit in terms of you. If you buy the full kit, you get a wee nice um, wash bag and, you know, things you can go self-catering now. Camping's nearly opened up. Think of all the places you can take your little your little wash bag and your little clippers. And just shaved balls. <laughs> well, yeah, well, hey, swimming, uh, swimming, pool, swimming pools are open in England. I'm in England, so swimming pools are open in England now. Do you know, you might want to make sure that you're presentable you've got nothing uh sneaking over the top of your trunks less chance of getting something you can john's put himself on mute he's disgusted i was just going to query what swimming pools you're going to camp where that's you know i'm just i'm just saying i'm just saying if you are you know if if you're a gentleman with a fuller a fuller downstairs area and you just want to trim the top back a little bit so there's nothing peeking out I'll just wear like a, like a short. state of her suitness going on round here. You know? Look, listen, John. <laughs> men, you know, if maybe maybe some of our listeners want to be rocking some some budgie smugglers or speedos. Speedos. Oh, you yes. Know, so if, if that if that's if you feel bold enough to do that, one you're a better man than me. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm swimming <laughs> full swimming shorts all the way. But if that's what you want to do, then go to manscaped.com/slash/rugby. Get yourself twenty percent off. Good thing it's the a only summer. Yeah, exactly. You'll be on the beach. Yeah, people will be packing on the beach soon enough, and you want to get your, yourself in shape, then that's the place to go for that. Oh, what <laughs> the suavest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. When I was like 16, I was on holiday in Ayanapa. Um, you know, so, sort of lads. That's where you find the suavest guys in the world, is Ayanapa. Right. So I've heard. <laughs> that's the, right. Bronze. So the suave guys go on holiday. And he would. He, 
like I think I'd, I think I'd been I was sixteen at the time and I'd been out on the blash all night and then some easily impressed. Boys were like, let's, let's go down the beach. There's <laughs> this dude, big aviator sunglasses, eyeing up basically any bird there. Uh, and then uh, budgie smugglers, but then this was the, the pièce de résistance. Out came the cigarette, out came the cigarette holder. So he sat oh, there like, oh, yeah. yes. Hello, ladies. Oh, it was, it was majestic. Where had he been, keep been keeping that? <laughs> was he like... Look, ladies, I am bouncing. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> Raul is bouncing up and down. <laughs> Speaking of bouncing up and down, um, we are all Very bouncing up and down with excitement <laughs> for Thursday and the Lions score announcement. Oh, I say, I, I say, how are you feeling? I'm going to start with you, John. How are you feeling? Because I, I swing between absolute sheer terror and full-on optimism that we're going to get double figures of Scottish Lions. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually um, just at rugby training before this, and uh, I arrived a wee bit early, and the guys were asking uh, what our predictions were for the Lions numbers and stuff like that. And I said, like, I think minimum, like, half a dozen. Like, if it's less than half a dozen, I'm going to be absolutely gutted. But... I'm kind of thinking it's going to be more. And like I'm kind of veering between that like absolute excitement that we might actually have a few Lions and then the realisation that it's Gatland and who knows what he's going to do. So it's it's difficult. It's difficult. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? How are you feeling, Ian? Um, well, I've actually... Uh... I'm a wee bit more pessimistic than John. I think there's five definites uh, over on the Scottish Rugby Forum. I've um, been agreeing with Alan Donald. Don't know if he's if he li- does he listen to this? I don't know. Um, he should. He, sh- he definitely should. Uh, and I'll remind him of that if he doesn't. Um, but I'd say uh, me and him, um, we've picked the same five definites. So I- I've got five who I think have to go, really. Uh, and then there's a couple of I would take this person over this person, but I don't think that's what Warren Gatland will do. Mm. I think there's maybe been a couple of compromises made. Um, even maybe even just subconsciously with Gatland, maybe he's gone, all right, I'll pick this person here over this person here, but because Tony and Tandy are shouting at me, I will agree to this next suggestion that they make. Um, so, yeah, we'll go through it. Uh, Cammy, I've seen a bit of yours and a lot of yeah, very similar. Um, yeah, we'll go through them. I mean, it's interesting the Townsend because Malcolm McAdee's very confident he's going to get 11. Um, actually, I mean, I start, when I go through mine, I, well, I was quite kind of surprised myself with how many I picked, but I don't know if I just got a wee bit optimistic at the end of doing it. But that one thing I was thinking that kind of struck me over the weekend, um, that when you watch the Lions tour videos of the last, particularly the last two tours, that the they film the discussion around who's going, or a bit of the discussion around who's going, not everything. And there's been a lot of focus on who Gatland will pick, and a lot of focus on who Gatland has picked in the past. And on the last two tours, the coaching setup's been really consistent, hasn't it? Because you've had um, Graham Rowntree, Andy Farrell, are all yeah. So, but but now you've got. And, you know, Rob McBride's been before, and obviously Neil Jenkins has been before, but you've got Steve Tandy and Gregor Townsend running an attack and defence. 
which so, are the real, the real. That's the real coaches. Let's be honest. Like, well, to a certain extent, isn't it? I mean, you think about what was it? Two, you mentioned two thousand and nine with Ross Ford. That was the year that that Gatlin went. Did, I don't. Yeah. Did he go as defence or attack coach with McGeek and took him? Mm, but the re- I mean, the it, reason he went was because he was seen as the next Lions coach. So I wonder. I was kind of thinking. I wonder that was the Guardian did an article this week saying Marcus Smith has been tapped as a possible bolter. The, the, the rumor is that he's he's had a letter, and that to me smacks absolutely of a Gregor Townsend. Yeah, pet pick that that, and, and I just wonder what I've had in my head is I haven't when I've gone about doing this. I haven't been purely who what, who's Warren Gatlin going to pick. It's like well, Warren Gatlin's going to be in a room with a man who gave Phil Burley a Scotland cap. <laughs> Right, yeah, he wasn't that bad, did he, Scott? Gatlin? No, I know he wasn't. But Joe, you know to I me, mean? he's <laughs> Gregor Townsend's. You know this great rugby thinker, and all of a sudden he's been given the. You know he's been given the keys to the to the toy cabinet. He can play with everybody <laughs> else's squads. All of a sudden, oh, you know, before no. he's limited to Scotland players, now he can he can select whichever random Welsh qualified player he wants across the world of it potentially. So what you're saying is every squad pick that Townsend's done where we've all been Googling players going, who, that's a possibility for the Lions. Like yeah, he could just, I don't, he could I just don't literally... Think, I don't think he can rule out. I mean, like the, when they announced the coaches, Warren Gatlin said, I'm like, well, the, I've been given 52 or 53 names by all the coaches, and I can guarantee you that 30 of them were identical on everybody's list except for Gregor Townsend. <laughs> so the extra 20 names are just Gregor Townsend going, here, I found this guy who's got a Welsh granny who plays a yeah. linebacker at US college. <laughs> I found this South African boy, but he's, he's Scots, Welsh, and English qualified. Um, he's, uh, he's at university in Norway, but, you know, he's, he's going to be fine. Yeah. But so I think I think people have made too much of it's Gatland and he'll go with his favourites because I don't think he he's not the Welsh what? coach anymore either. Have you just seen that? Right? Yes. Josh Paul, good good some Josh Josh Ball. Ball in the comments. No, no. Nathan Fowles for the Lions. <laughs> for hairdo alone, no. Um so with that in mind, shall we do the forwards first? I think we just. I don't think I thought about whether or not we could pull. We could do like a bit like we did when we did the Lions. 15, you know, kind of. Did we do our Lions fifteen? We kind of voted on did who you? we were going for in each position. That was easy to work out. It's, it's harder with the Lions squad, so I think we can kind of just. We'll have to just go with our own squads and contrast and compare. We. I don't think it's hard because when you look at the splits, we've probably done them differently and selected different numbers in different places. Um, should we do the front row then? Should we start there? John, who have you got for your loose heads? Yeah, so much like everyone else, I think when Jones is the the kind of the main pick uh, there, um, I think if Sutherland is fit, and that's the big question uh, for me, Sutherland, uh, possibly, yeah, Sutherland goes. I also, like you, I know in your squad you've got Keane Healy, I think he will go as an experienced campaigner. Um, and then it comes down to squads, kind of squad makeup. And if they go four and four, which is, is a condensed squad, so it's mm. not it's not guaranteed. But I think if they go four and four, you might see... Ah, uh, I hate it. Uh, you might see a Marco. 
uh, squeeze in there as a like I'm meant to be good at rugby, but I'm really not good at rugby. But I've got like a Saracens contract, so hence I get picked for everything. Um, but I can yeah, see that, yeah. Well, he's not. I don't think he's been fit, or he's not definitely not. You know, he's played for England, obviously, over the Six Nations. He doesn't look to be. He, he hasn't the been fit for like five years, though. Still, it depends. Inexplicably yeah. gets picked. It depends why you're taking him. If if you're going to say you're going to take four on either side of the scrum and then possibly four hookers as well because it's an attritional tour and you can't call up replacements, which is a possibility, then I can see the argument for Mako going to pass on his experience to other players. But I don't know if you need that. You've got Keane Healy, Wynne Jones. There's also an argument as well that Mako was one of the ones, him him and Billy both commented how much they struggled with camp and struggled with the isolation. Uh, in the England camp this time round. So there's maybe an argument that perhaps that's that's maybe not... Uh, maybe that will count against him, I don't know. I just think like he's probably got enough... Inexplicably, he's got enough in the bank. I don't I don't know how... Well, I, I do. It's your boy Ray, but you know he's also got rugby stuff in the bank, I suppose. Yeah. Ian, who did you go for your loose heads then? Um, well, so for loose heads, I've got Wynne Jones uh, and Keane Healy. Um, yep. Now, because of Rory Sutherland's questioning about his um, fitness, I've gone with Ellis Genge, although I've been <gasps> well, informed that Ellis Genge said he didn't get a letter. Ellis Genge has <laughs> not had a letter. Yes! So Ellis Genge is electronic letter. It's probably in his junk mail. Hasn't figured out how to access it yet. <laughs> he, so Ellis Genge said today that he hasn't had a Lions invitation letter, which is, I think that's a big thing for me. And that I wrote my squad after I'd read that. And what that did to me is it shifted me to think that they're not, they're looking at different things, right? They're not taking, because Genge went on the last tour, didn't he? Is like a, was Genge on the last tour? I don't think so. No, he wasn't, was he? No, that's right. So he's twenty six now. So I mean, obviously, Keen Healy's what is he thirty two odd? He's seasoned. He's thirty two. So just just to confirm to Moshi Chen there, who's uh, commented, this is not who I'd pick. This is what I think Gatlin's going to pick. Yeah, we're going to be clear with we're going to be clear with that. Yeah, we're not. We we are talking of yeah. We're talking about who we think is going to be picked, not who. Remember the theme tune. We're still going to talk about who Gatlin's, who Gatlin's going to pick. Um, again, there's another name there's come up, Joe Marler. Who and if you know, what, what John was saying, what John was saying about Marco being a tourist, you know, Marler has excused himself from camps previously because he says he doesn't like being away. Yeah. Then when it comes to the World Cup, he just saunters back in. Um, he can excuse himself from this camp and go away and not yeah. be part of this camp. Um, I don't think. I don't think this is a. For, for various reasons, which I'll come on to, I think there's, there's an element of this. Could there could be a lot of banter selections just to wind up Eddie Jones from Warren Gatlin and David Townsend's point of view on this. But basically, the majority of England players that might go on this tour might not be England cap current England caps. You mean James Haskell's going to go? You, you're going to have to. It's Moshi, a long tour. No, bother, no, no need to apologise. Sorry, Mum. Uh, just Moshi's apologised there. Like no need, man. Yes, just, yeah. We. Um, um, I don't know that. Anybody can put up with the level of banter that Joe Marler would bring to oh. a, a COVID secure bubble in a foreign country for 
eight weeks. <laughs> I don't know, is there anybody from the traveller community that's going? You know, I'm sure they're <laughs> delighted. Well, that's true. I've gone with Rory, now I've gone with Keen Healy, Wynn Jones, but I've gone with Rory Sutherland because purely on the basis that um, Richard Cockrell was saying that he's touch and go, but he's in with the chance. And it's, yeah. I think we're at the stage in preparations where it's early enough that they could call him up now. See and see how he goes, and have someone in the back. You're not you're not risk taking a risk by kind of him getting closer to it and going. Joe, we'll have to call somebody else up. And you know what else? There's another little thing at play here. It kind of feeds into like the Lions know that Scotland have not been thrilled with their representation over the last few years. And see if you call someone up in the initial squad, and then they don't make it because of injury, they've still been called up, and it mm. will placate some of the Scotland fans somewhat. Yeah. Knowing fine well that Sutherland might not make the tour, and actually you've got Sausage Boy Genge um, <laughs> sitting there, you know, ready to talk to the press about silly sausages and stuff. I really hope. Is it, is it round three scrum coach again? No, 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 they haven't announced the scrum. They haven't announced the scrum coach yet. So the only coach. Oh well, you know who it is then, or it should be John Welsh. Let's, oh. let's see how hard you're Let's see how hard you're sausage boy. <laughs> that would be such a Townsend pick. That would be amazing. The only, the last minute thing I had was, was I was kind of cho- talking to um, Johnny McGinty today about this, Carlos, and back and forth with him. And he, he was the one that kind of made me think, do, do we need to have four fours? But then you were talking, Ian, about do, or do you select a prop that can play both sides? So you, have you gone with Andrew Porter tight head then? Yeah, so what I've Ooh. got like three I've got three Lucy's and then I've put Porter in loose head but with an asterisk beside it so that he can cover tight as well. Right. Um because when I, I've got a I've got a twenty sixteen split. Um I didn't even think my split hang on a tail. I could I, I mean when I was looking at it, I could even have gone twenty one fifteen, but then you're asking people to fill in different positions. But um I've only I've only got three. Can yeah, we throw another name into that mix? And he's been mentioned before in this, then thinking about the versatility aspect. Ollie Kebble. I've got that's, that down. I've got that was yeah. my next point because I've got that written down exactly. Because I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you when has has he played? I don't have any notes. Because <laughs> I know he. I know when he first was signed for Glasgow, they said he can play both sides of the scrum. He has. He has played tight head for Glasgow. Yeah, because yeah. I've put Kebble down as a. I've put Ke- I, after we had that discussion. I, I put Kebble down because I think, and I don't think that's mad because he's played club rugby in South Africa. He's yep. shown he can he do very good from the bench for Scotland. He do a very good job for the dark trackers off the bench and for guys to play against in training. And that's all. Someone like Ollie Kebble, that's why you're taking them on too. You're not taking them to be a te- to be in contention for a test start. No. You're giving them a place to... You're basically taking them to hold a tackle bag. But here's a guy that's got a lot of insight and knowledge of how professional clubs in South Africa operate. He'll be very familiar with some of the opposition players, even though he's not... You know, I think he played there for three years, but he'll still be familiar with how they go. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a mad... Call if they're looking for a a seventh prop to give that versatility. Second show. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for someone to maybe just come on 10, 15 minutes, I was uh, 
uh, Richard Gray from All Blaze No Glory. We were talking about this the other day because I think me and, me and Cammy I think had a discussion about Kevl a bit before, and it wouldn't be mental. Um, a press conference I was doing before a Warriors game, he was talking about you know playing in South Africa and speaking to people back home about what it's like. Um, I don't think he's absolutely mad. Uh, well, he's played. He's only played a couple of times at Pro 14 level for Glasgow at Tighthead. Yep. Or he's built like one. And if basically, or I mean, if you've only got one on the pitch for like 10 minutes, how many scrums are you actually going to get? How badly well, wrong can it go? <laughs> <laughs> and also, if he's only on for 10 minutes, that just lets him run loose and you know how good he is at carrying. No, he's that, could a be, that could be man. fun. Plus, how good would Ollie Kebble look in the line shirt, just as an aside? I've I mean, got, I, I was, um, heard a story through someone about a, a rugby analyst who worked for a premiership club. And the analyst is sometimes given the job of sitting on the bench and relaying the instructions from the box from the coach. And said analyst misunderstood instructions from the coaching box and and they ended up with two loose heads on the pitch yes. and he came to a scrum and he heard the words in his ear of well this is going to be effing interesting isn't it I've not made a decision about who I'm going to cut elsewhere but I'm, I'm going to throw Kebble in there as as my as and I'm going to go with this with kind of the like seven props rather than going with eight. That's a I've, good shout, actually. I've got seven props. I've only got three hookers. Yeah, I've only got three hookers. I, I, I don't know. It worries me. I think it's was a lesser. I think you could get away with. I suppose if you get two injuries in hooky, you're screwed. Really, you're gonna you're gonna have four hookers. You're gonna have to have four hookers. Um, <laughs> well, and you know what you're gonna have to have? They would just. You're going to have four hookers and you're going to have one that can cover back row. That's what I say. If it was it's like Tony, would just be like, oh, don't worry, we know all about, like, we can get Hamish Watson to play hooker or, you know, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, Old hands Scott, Steel, Scott Steele's played flanker now, <laughs> so. So, we'll go, we'll, go, we'll go tight head. So, did you have a tight head then, John? So, tight head, we've went for, two seconds to get my wee list up. Uh, so the obvious the obvious options is uh, Ty Farlong. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Xander Slander is going to go, mm-hmm. and it's it's a difficult one at this point where uh, I think England might squeeze a prop in there, so Sinclair might go based on his club form. But I think there's there's an argument for 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 uh, Francis as well. I think he's been a good option. Um, yeah, it's it's it. This is one of the hardest ones because I think I think right. So I think Furlong and for me Furlong and, and uh, Fagerson are so far ahead actually of everyone else. Um, mm. So it's a really difficult one to think who's going to be your probably your third. Yeah, I've. I mean, I had Ferguson, Furlong, and Francis, and I, I bolded yeah, the did. players I thought were nailed on. And I, I kind of think that's it. I don't think 
I don't think there's much of an argument for Sinclair. I mean, we might be surprised. I think it's, I, I think there's an element with some of the writing around the Lions this time, and it's almost like a mass mass hysteria that gets created <laughs> that just everybody convinces everybody else that these players are definitely nailed on, and Cal Sinclair's one of those. I think Tom Curry is the other one where just because enough people say it, everybody starts to believe that that's definitely going to happen. But I don't actually think that's true. It's propaganda. That's what that is. It's a groupthink. Um, is that what they call it? When they... uh, I'm, um, half hearing, I'm half hearing to being an anti-vaxxer here and starting to accuse people of being sheeple. Is that where <laughs> this is where this is? This is what happens when you start well, to get well, an alliance to. Is all of a sudden you start watching YouTube videos where you're going to start sharing Alba party stuff soon. Um, <laughs> tight heads have been obviously for long, for long's the number one, number three. Um, and then like the, I mean, we've all got the same sort of four names in the mix. Yeah. Uh, but I've actually, I don't know. I mean, there's something that makes me think that Xander's not going to go. That they'll pink Kyle Sinclair. Um, so I've gone, I've gone for long Francis Sinclair. Personally, again, remember this is uh, well, not my options. I think this is just what, what will happen. Um, although one thing I would say in Fagerson's, uh, certainly to his advantage, would be that because we know there's going to be games played at altitude, <laughs> if the tour actually goes ahead, of course, uh, Fagerson has a great engine. Um, you know, his, his cardio is unreal for a tight head. So I think that could push him in. But I don't know, I think there's just something, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, but this, I think they probably look at because everyone goes on about how good Sinclair and Genja are around the park, you know, with ball in hand. Rather, than I just think that's, I think that's just the way that England play, though. I don't think that's, I think that's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, it's a bit English of a false. Press. It's one of English press, but I think I also think it's the that's you know England play a lot through the forwards, and particularly a lot through that they they give the balls to their front. Real props. Scotland don't do. Scotland tends to be more focused on their locks in their back rows, right? You get, I mean, Ferguson. We, there's a really good website um, I'm called. Um, it's, this guy's done a comparison. So there's it's contenthubble.com/slash/playground/slash/lions/selection, um, and you can compare what he's done. He's uploaded everyone's stats from the Six Nations, and you can compare how everybody's done by position, and you can swap people in and out. So, I mean, Ferguson made more meters. Than any loose head, tight head. In the, tight head, sorry, I'll get it right one day. He made, he made more <laughs> meters. Than, he made more Sinclair, uh, more meters than Sinclair off the same number of carries. Yeah. Um, so they both made thirty-seven carries. Xander made one hundred fifty-nine meters, and Sinclair made one hundred thirty. Um, have, have you seen the tackle stats? So the tackle stats, yeah. So Thomas Francis made fifty-nine tackles. Xander only made eighteen. But the thing. I think if you looked at, I know from the stats that we were looking at during the game that Xander hits a ridiculous amount of rucks. His work rate's immense. And, and, and that, that that only comes out in those kind of very detailed stats. It's not the big headline stats of carries and th- stuff like that. I think Xander's going to be one of the guys that benefits most from having Steve Tandy on tour, actually. Mm. I think he. I think like without without a Scottish defence coach, as Xander maybe is touch and go. Whether he goes, I think with Steve Tandy, uh, Xander brings so much to the Scottish defence. As you say, that work route, work rate at the breakdown in particular, but also 
he does get he does get around the park. He does tackle. He does everything that a modern prop is meant to do. His scrummaging's improved immeasurably. He is also. I think we've made the point before that he's young enough that you're getting him on tour because you know he's going to be a starter in four years' time. So I see no reason why. I think Furlong's your test your test prop, and then yeah. it's up to the other the other two slash three. To kind of fight it out for the for the, but, the, the eighteen jersey. That that's what gets Xander's on. Those are the two big factors that get Xander on two that, that have been overlooked: is Steve Tandy and his age, because he's yes. got two more two. He's got two more tours in him, and so that over anything gets him on tour above someone like Sinclair, because you know this would be Sinclair's last tour. Sinclair's I think. Not that old. Sinclair's. But he's like Sinclair. late twenties. No, I think he's only about twenty-five, isn't he? Hold on. Let's let's do this. Let's do this, Ian. 28. Yeah, 28. I thought he was 28. So you get another two out of him. You get another two out of him potentially, like 32 at the next Lions tour then. So you get a two out of him. That's assuming that Eddie Jones hasn't flogged his forwards to... to (laughs) He hasn't had them doing judo against one another. (laughs) Have we had yours? Did you... Did, did we had your tight heads then, Ian? Did you say Ferguson, Furlong and Francis as well then? Or are you... uh, I, I said Furlong, Francis, Sinclair. Um, ah, okay. One of think... the things that might count against Sander <laughs> from that page, when I've just looked at this, penalties conceded. Sander mm. uh, conceded seven penalties, five at the scrum, even though we know that sometimes, well, I've heard a rumour that he likes to test people out. <laughs> and I think I think that that's borne out, isn't it? By the and again, that's where it helps to have somebody in the room who might know whether that's true or not, because it certainly would be borne out of what happened in the games this year. That yeah, the first scrum has been a bit shaky, and then after that, he's tended to be dominant. I mean, he certainly got the better of the England scrum in that game, and we got parried pretty much well. with. France as well. Italy and Ireland were, were were there or thereabouts. I think it went we don't, you know, momentum shifted back and yeah. forward. I think one way or the other. But yeah. how on earth did Kyle Sinclair win two lineouts? <laughs> <laughs> Who's launching him up? <laughs> <laughs> because the English lineout was so bad that to there the was mis- the mis- misthrows yeah. to, to there was misthrows. <laughs> so hookers then. I've gone Ken Owens, Luke Cowan, Dickey, and Rob Herring. Now I went with Rob Herring just because I thought, why not? I don't think they're taking the English. There is some <laughs> slim pickings up there, isn't there? There is. Um, oh yes. I'm not good. I mean, John again. Uh, Johnny McGinty was suggesting Fraser Brown, but I think I kind of before the Benetton game, I thought, do you know what? That's not a mad shout that you go. You've got Townsend and Tandy in the room, and they say, "Look, Fraser Brown's good guy." He'll come in and do a job for you, and he and he's versatile. He can cover back row, but I know he had an all right game. But I mean, Glasgow, you can't you can't lose like that to Benetton and expect to go an alliance to it. No, you can't. But then you you've picked Xander Ferguson. He came on as a sub, didn't he? <laughs> no, Don't damn me my own logic, <laughs> you know. Xander's um, got a lot more credit in the bank. Uh, I think Fraser Brown. Fraser Brown, because of the leadership role he has to play at Glasgow as well, has to really take much more responsibility for that result. And um, I think the problem we've got with Fraser Brown now, 
very talented player. And you know what? A year ago, you asked me, Fraser Brown probably goes on tour. Um, so it's not just a gut reaction to the Benetton game, but I think Fraser Brown's form in terms of he's been giving away more of those stupid penalties that he does. And I don't want him to be the, the Ronan Agara of this tour. I don't want him to be the, <laughs> the, the guy who absolutely coaslines someone in the last minute and loses as a tour. Um, I think there's an argument now. This is, this is where I'm going quite left field, right? And someone's someone's kind of half preempting what I'm going with, but um, so I think Ken Owens is definitely on tour, and I think uh, yeah. Kevin Dickey absolutely. I think it's a toss up between Herring and um, Jimmy George. Actually, mm-hmm. I think again, Jimmy George probably might get the nod. I think he, he was experience. on tour last time. Yeah, he yeah, was on tour yeah. last time, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah. I think there's an argument if you're looking for a bolter. George Turner might go on tour. Now, hear me Ooh. out. Crazy though it may sound, George Turner um, had a good Six Nations, has has been very, very decent um, for Glasgow for quite a wee while, and he is versatile, and he is so, so quick. Get him in the background, mm. let, him, let him run riot, and... I think as a, if you're looking for a fourth choice, someone that can come in off the bench, do a wee job for 20 minutes and can cover back row in a push, I think Turner's your option. I don't think Fraser Brown, I think he's possibly at the point now where he's maybe just past that, being able to do that properly. Whereas Turner's still quick enough, he's still strong enough, he's still versatile enough. Um, I think Fraser Brown... Yeah, a year ago he he would, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because none of us have mentioned Stuart McAnally. It well, I was just thinking, I was just I was just thinking that about Stuart McAnally, and I think that's there's a there's a chance that he could be lucky. If they're looking for a certain type of player, if they're looking for that versatility, which I I, I spent a long time thinking about because it's been mentioned quite a lot by Warren Gatland yep. Yep. that that's what they need on this tour. They need versatility. He may be lucky that he hasn't played yet, and that might come into play because <laughs> no, genuinely, you know, he hasn't had a chance. No, he hasn't. And so, if you're saying, "Well, look, you've got, you know, you've got Gregor Townsend and Steve Tandy saying, look, he, here's a guy that can come on. And he's got a few games to get under his belt before the tour. We can get back up to match fitness. We know Ken Owens can play number eight because he's played there for Scarlet yep. when they got really desperate." But there's not really much versatility. I don't think you've got much versatility in the rest of you, hookers. If you take but, Jamie George, he can maybe play prop. <laughs> <laughs> but there is that. I, I do. I think if they are fully wedded to, we need as much versatility as possible. That potentially sees George Turner or Stuart McAnally be called up as a bit of a surprise pick. Possibly is your third, your third, fourth choice because at that point it it doesn't matter because they're break glass in case of emergency, and it doesn't really matter who you take as long as they're all right and they're good enough. That's it. It's just it's just filling a space at that point. You're you're not talking about starting someone in that position. You're talking about in a twenty minute desperation. Let's put someone somewhere. Um, and, and I see in the comments there's a few Dave Cherry shouts. Like, <laughs> Dave Cherry had a had a cracking cracking Six Nations. 
versatility will count against Dave Cherry. He is a beautiful, beautiful hooker. Um, but but he will not go to line Yeah. Um, like with my hookers, right? So Owens is obviously in. Now, who did you see had credit in the bank, John? Uh, uh, George, uh, Jamie George. Yeah, uh, that's what I've got him down as well. One guy you haven't mentioned who I've put down, um, and because he is quite similar to George Turner and that he is rapid, is uh, Ronan Kelleher. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, good, he's very, he's very quick. It would suit South African pitches. He had a, a good Six Nations. Um, obviously, he's part of a Leinster team who have you know just lost for quite quite a while. Yeah, but just lost. So have, you, have you seen some of the reactions? Have you seen some of the reactions to? Uh, to, to La Rochelle beating Leinster. Like, the Irish Times, they're all losing their mind. with like, oh, it's the, it's the end of days. Oh, no, Irish rugby is ruined. Like, the dynasty is destroyed. We've been beaten by the town from my Tricolore 3B book. <laughs> you got beaten away from home. I guess a, 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 a decent You know what? You might have just had an off day. It happens, man. You know, at this level of rugby, things like that happen. Um, Rory, so Rory I think Nagar's, it's absolutely mental. Rory Nagar's, yeah, Rory did, uh, have you heard his um, his attempts to speak in French? Oh, he speaks French with an Irish accent. It is amazing thing to behold. Is it as good uh, as Finn's French? No, it's worse. Oh, that's that that's beautiful because Finn's French is actually getting there. It's not. It's not as bad as it was. <laughs> So let's do locks then. Locks, locks was. I mean, locks was fairly straightforward. Exactly. Well, I say straightforward. I've, I've stuck one of my locks in my back rows. Um. So I've gone Alan Wynne Jones, Maro Atoji, Ian Henderson, James Ryan, and Johnny. I snuck Johnny Gray on, but I might. If I'm going to take, if I'm going to take Kebble, then I might ha- have to get rid of someone from somewhere, and it might be Johnny Gray. I have the exact same four apart from Johnny Gray and um, the only other person I've got that could possibly cover Locke is uh, Ty, Ty Byrne who I've put, put in the flankers section. I'm with Cammy, yeah, absolutely. As much as it absolutely kills me internally to say that Alan Jones should go in this line, Stuart, it makes me sad. It makes me really... I, 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 I want to weep right now. But he will go. Um, anyway, he had a real, I mean, he had an absolute blinding Six Nations. To be fair, and for Wales to win, I think if Wales hadn't, I think if Wales hadn't won it, and and he'd had the Six Nations, he kind of had a couple of seasons ago where he was a bit, you know, Wales were a bit of sea. He wasn't really exerting his dominance as captain of that Wales team. I, I don't see him going, but I think he he's hit, he's yeah. hit form at the right time and. I think I, think I don't Ian, think he's going to be captain. By the way, I think a lot of people pushing for be captain. I don't think you can stick a. You know, well, we name a captain at the end. Is that our plan? Yeah, go on. We'll name our captain at the end. Go. Cool. I think if Ian's going to to Ian's point, if he's going to drop a lock, I think Ian Henderson's your man to drop. I think he's been very, very good, but I think each. So if you think about the balance of the lock position, you generally have the the ball player and the the tackle machine. Right, you have the worker and the ball player, the link player, and I think Ian Henderson does both of those very well, but he doesn't do them as well as the other people we're talking about. 
So mm. if you think of Alwyn and Johnny Gray are your workhorses, and then you've got your Atoji and uh, your James Ryan, they are your ballers. They are your Harlem Globetrotters of locks. So that's your balance. Yeah, my only thing that went in Johnny Gray's favour for me was that he's part of a very successful Exeter team, and I think if he'd been yeah. playing for Glasgow still, I wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about him in these terms because he, you know, he got injured halfway through the Six Nations. Yep. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, back row then. Yeah. I've got Hamish Watson, Talupi Falatau, Tag Burn, Justin Tipperick, CJ Stander, and Jamie Ritchie, who I might have to get rid of. If, again, if I keep Johnny Graham, I'll have to get rid of Jamie Ritchie. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. So let's take those individually, right? So Hamish Watson's Watt. definitely going. This is, like the English press are convinced that he's not going, even to the point where someone today forgot that he'd won the Six Nations Player of the Championship. Someone today, I'm not going to name them because they accepted they'd made a mistake. Said Anton Dupont is going to be the first player to win a Six Nations Player of the Championship and European Player of the Year, and I was like. Uh, uh, nope. Did Did you see what the the Times said about Hamish Watson? Um, it was this, the Thistle podcast retweeted it. Like they just oh, they said a, he's they small a, again or something. No, all they said about because he was in the possibles. All they said was strong in attack. And you're like two weeks ago, you said he was too bloody lightweight, right? So on and off, all you're going to say about him is strong in attack. Then you're completely negating the fact that he's won more turnovers in international rugby than anyone other than Michael Hooper over the last two years. This is just absolute basic bull poop, right? It's to al- just almost to, to, to have three words about the Six Nations Player of the Year, right? Look off. It's almost like people get their information from Wikipedia, Ian. And then, well, of course, Tom, Tom Curry's in the definite section as a saviour of all English rugby. The, the new Richie McCaw, the greatest player England will ever see. We'll come to Tom Curry in a minute and why he's yeah. definitely not going. <laughs> so we're agreeing that Hamish Watson's going, right? Yeah. Right. I Hamish think, Watson's so going. So who have we got definites? We've got Bern, Watson, Stander. We, we've all got them. I've, I've, I've got them as definite. I've got, absolutely I've, goes. The only reason I put Stander in is because I was struggling for eight. I've got Falatau as my eight. My starting eight yep. would be Falatau. But then you need, uh, because, I mean, Watson can cover it, but you're not, you don't, you only want him there in like an absolute emergency. So I've, I think you need to take Stander as, as your second number eight, and he can cover six as well. So it's fine. Best experience, South African, oh, had a decent season as well. To be fair to him. Yeah, he did. And Billy, Billy Vinopolo is just not on. You know, an informed Billy Vinopolo, I would I would have stuck him in ahead of Stander probably. But he's not informed. So I think it's it's a massive risk to take him. I think, again, if you look at, if you have English coaches on the tour, Vinopolo goes. But yeah. I think with the way Townsend will be trying to, the way the attack will be trying to revolve. So if you think of Stander as being a much better version of Josh Strauss, and you look at Glasgow's attack the way they used to attack under Townsend, you might be able to see what, what the plan would be, you know, a standard coming on and just absolutely bulldogging some people. Be quite good. See, I've got... Right, so, Bern, what's the standard? I have picked Tom Curry. Again, this is just because this is who I think will get picked, not who I would pick. I've well, got Curry really- in there. I've also got Justin Tipperick. 
because it's really, I mean, old Gatland loves Tipperick. Yeah, I think Tipperick's going. I've got to, I've, my, my bolds were Watson, Falatau, Burn, and Tipperick as the four that are definitely going on tour. Then I had two yeah. other spaces. Now that it's interesting that um, app I was telling you about early earlier, which we'll post a link to on the blog. Um, I got an email about it from a PR firm, and um, I ended up having a chat with a guy that actually developed it because when they put the email through to us, they were pushing Tom Curry. And I looked at their app and I said, look, why are you pushing Tom Curry? Because the story here is that actually, according to your stats, Jamie Ritchie is miles it's better than Tom Curry. Better. Statistically, he's miles better and had I a very good situation. I love Jamie Ritchie. I and would take him any day. Mark to, I was going to say, Mark, to his credit, turned around and said, it's because everyone's talking about Tom Curry. And this is what I was saying about this mass hysteria, this group think that is coming is a couple of people have said Tom Curry's a shoe for the Lions. And so like the Emperor's new clothes, every other right rugby writer has to say, I have to name Tom Curry because I'm going to look stupid if he doesn't get picked. Not be, It's not based on anything because anything that anybody says about, oh, he had a good World Cup, right? Well, England had a crap World Cup in 2015 and they still got more players than Scotland did on the last tour. He's bigger than Watson. No, he's not. No. <laughs> he's good over the ball. Well, he's not as good as anybody else. Just, we've, done, we've all done presentations at work where you've been told to make sure that something isn't controversial so that it keeps the audience. And this is the same situation. It's like, don't exclude Curry because all you're going to then talk about is how you've excluded Curry as opposed to everything else which is very good about what you've written. Um, which is stupid because, like, Rugby fans just need to really dial in and understand that Tom Curry is not actually that good. He's a decent player. He's not that good. I think it's that thing. He's by comparison, given that it's a bit like Scotland a few years ago, where we played two, insisted on playing two sixes under um, Scott Johnson. <laughs> but the moment, the moment you get a, you know a number seven that can play well, everybody loses their mind. I mean, you know. <laughs> We played. We started Chris Fusaro against England in a Calcutta Cup match because we were de- that desperate for a seven at the time. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's it. And did they not? Did, I don't suppose England were playing James Haskell at seven at that point, were they? Because that's not an open side. No, we we lost that game. Um, we got nilled in that game. Oh, that was a dreadful game. Oh, we, so we went. Oh no, we I know. Went, that. I remember that one. Christ, that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Given we not he's having a flashback. Two oh, sexes yeah. to then playing three sevens in the World Cup. Yeah, which and and doing and getting to the quarter final and almost getting a semi final. So, yeah, we should have won that World Cup. So I'm a big fan of Josh Navidi, by the way. I think Josh I am a big fan. I didn't so. When you look at this, is what's interesting. So which this is why Tom Curry's not going. So I'm going to get Tom Curry up on here. So Let's do Tom Curry. If you look at Tom Curry as a six, for example, so, so the on that app they've got um, Tagburn, Jamie Ritchie. They actually had Mark Wilson as the six, but you can swap in Tom Curry, and then they've done it with Josh Navidi. So uh, Josh Navidi's actually got a couple of try assists, got a try in terms of meters made. Like, look, Tom Curry does well; it comes out of it quite well. Um, he makes a lot of meters, but I think he's running a lot from backfield, so that's easy enough to do. Um, they tried him. They, I don't think they did it to six stations, but they've tried him at eight before, and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, like you get to turnovers. I mean, Ty Burns won ten. Jamie Ritchie won five turnovers. Tom was, Curry conceded six turnovers. That's pretty bad, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a man getting ice. Although, I mean, that's probably because England's attack was absolutely honking during the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the other eight, which would be the bolter, would be Sam Simmons. Which I've suggested uh, to use in a chat would just be as a sort of Warren Gatland. How'd you like them apples, Eddie? That's it. I think that's, that's the band. That's the band to pick. That's the kind uh, of like we're going to pick. We're, we're, you're going to you're going to be allowed England players in this Lions squad, but only England players that aren't currently playing for England. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I mean, Henderson can go to six as well. So that's... I know. Well, this is it because I was thinking if Torgy can cover. I told you can cover back row. The only reason I think Jamie Ritchie might be in with a shout is because he can cover, he can in an emergency cover lock. I think he has yeah. packed down so like in the dying minutes of Ember games there before because he's, you know, he's 6'4". Yeah. Plus, I um, think he has played lock. He hasn't started at lock, but he's ended up at lock, Jamie Ritchie, I think, before. We've got Gordon McCracken there has just made a comment. Very good point. Um, yeah, Tom Curry missed 11 tackles. Good. Yeah. I think with... I think with, with Tom Curry, right, it was the whole Curry-Underhill combo thing, which was what impressed people so much, because what are they calling them? They call them like the Bruise Brothers, because they, oh. they managed to smack New Zealand about. I don't see Curry-Underhill being any better than Richie Watson. No. no. I, I think... Yeah, I actually think, that's because it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I actually think Jamie Richie's a very underrated ball player. Uh, mm. in terms of his ability to link up play. Um, I mean, any other year, I mean, I would take Richie because I yeah. think he's he's one of he's one of my favourite sculptors at the moment just because he has, I mean, if you want people with edge on them, you know, I mean, he's got so much edge, the Japanese gave him a bloody samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's take him then. Let's take Kamikaze him. Kamikaze kids. Thanks, yeah. Josh. Let's Josh take has just him. confirmed it. Yeah, we, we, I, I think I do think people might be surprised and that Tom Curry won't go because there's a lot. If you look at the back row options across the four nations, there's a lot there to go on. And maybe it's going to be just going to be hand, curious. Prepare for all the hand ringing after the Telegraph and the Times and the Guardian. Stephen Jones is going to... Stephen Jones... I think the the, the flip side of that is then we're not going to get kind of people walking back on what they've said. You're just going to get them doubling down and saying, Warren Gatland has undermined the integrity of the Lions by picking Jamie Ritchie in the back row over Tom Curry. It's disgusting. We've got 11 Scots first smashing the Lions. I think Jamie Ritchie and Curry would be a great combo it would be a great i mean that's the yeah that's the other thing i think the, the one thing is it's an old if you don't have curry or richie it's actually quite an old back row, back row selection, is, yeah. which is why i think i mean the option would be that you could take curry and not take cj stander given he's retiring from ireland because curry can play eight can he though well <laughs> really? I know, but then you've not got anybody else so I don't know. I just think the rest. You, there's going to be a youthful back rower in there. Time you forget how old. He's 26. Is he? I mean, somebody sub 25. You want somebody sub 25 in there at least. I, and Rich, Richie and Curry are both young as all sorts of things. It's ridiculous yeah. how young they are. 
So that might be an area for controversy come Thursday one way or the other. Um, scrum halves. I've yeah. gone with three. I think Ali Price is nailed on here, by the way. I don't think I don't think there's any argument. I know people are saying that he's not going to get picked, but I think that's utter bull crap. Ty Burns actually 29 years old, so I was completely wrong. Yeah, there. I he's thought he was older. Went to yeah. And yeah. then they were like, Oh yeah, you're actually really good at rugby. We should definitely pick you. Come back, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Cam. I think I think Ali Price is yeah, I think he's a hundred percent nailed on. And I think it's his performances for Scotland, right? I know he's got his detractors, right? People seem to have this misguided idea that Ali Price should be doing like all sorts of mad Ali Price stuff that he done when he first broke through. He's clearly been coached into a very, very good game plan. He kicks well. He distributes faster than Antoine Dupont, as we, we know from fact. This has been proven. He is quicker than Antoine Dupont. He also has a good rugby brain on him. He was, yeah, he made some mistakes in the Six Nations, as every player did. It's just in his position, much like playing at 10, your, your, your mistakes are so glaring that the world gets to see them and then the world gets to absolutely eviscerate you for your brain-dead decision to play a, a stupid grubber kick. Yeah, I'm really annoyed about it as well. I think it was a really stupid decision for him to kick that ball. But you know what? It doesn't detract from the fact he's a very, very good rugby player. And again, like we've said, if you actually look at what he was trying to do with that kick, although the execution was bad and I agree, he shouldn't have tried it. <laughs> There was something on of it. The ball yeah. bounces another way. It goes straight in the touch, and you've got a good attack. You know, you've got a good yeah. Or you know, the ball ball bounces up, and it's it's that classic situation that we have as Scotland fans. We struggle with this. We don't understand it, and I think it's a throwback to the 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 sort of early noughties. We don't understand that if a player tries something, if it comes off, then they're the best player in the world and they should be nominated for World Player of the Year six years running. And if it doesn't, Craig they Lidl. are... Exactly, yeah. If it comes off... World Player of the Year nominee, let's not forget. Yeah, it's... yeah. And if it doesn't come off their Pete Horn, that's that's basically <laughs> the spectrum that you're working to. It's yeah. uh, We need to just chill. Yeah. So, people can like emphasise you know, the fact he get charged out a few times in, in that bad Kroger effect, but, you know... Why are you not talking about how amazingly he controlled that last passage of play against France? Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. people could have all absolutely excellent, superb game management, and, and that's and he's been on the park the whole game. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was that's excellent stuff. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think Watson, Price, and Russell are my three lines in the sand. Right, they don't go on the lines too. Then that's it's. Done for me. I don't. I don't see. I think that a, a riot at that point. So if they don't go, can we do another? Remember uh, the last lines tour we done the anything but lines. Yeah, we will do definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. We're looking at what we talk with, about. Uh, this is with uh, Michael Barrymore again. Gardening Weekly. <laughs> um, Martin Bell suggesting that Finley Christie has to be a boater. <laughs> it's no matter a shot than Danny Care. Hey, look, anything goes. Love it, Martin. Love it. That's brilliant. Finley Christie needs to be in every conversation ever. 
I'd initially written down John Cooney. I really like John Cooney. A few people have said that we've had a couple of John Cooney shouts in the in in the Patreon chat. Um, one one thing in John Cooney's plus column is that there's no iron coaches there. Um, they, clearly, <laughs> they clearly don't like him. Which is fam- in Apparently, has family connections from Canberra's Lang, so that gets him another plus yeah, point yeah. for me. Well, he yeah, could have. There was that we had that. Well, I was going to say, I think it technically was Scots qualified, but he had like an Ireland A cap that captured him. I think no, he was approached before, and he he chose Ireland. There was the, the there wasn't an A cap or anything like that. It was he was approached. Um, he chose to go with Ireland. Um, and yeah, that was a stupid move. So I've gone. I've gone. Price, Connor Murray, and Tom Williams. And I think. I think Murray's going because I think because of the experience. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the exact same three written down. Yeah, and I mean the only other debate was, and it's hilarious. I mean Ben Youngs just seems to pull out. He is the pull out of lines tours, guys. He loves, yeah. he loves a, he loves a lines pull out. I don't know if there's like something in that. To be fair, he had a legitimate reason last time. Well, no, I know he did. <laughs> of course, of course, he did. Of course, and that's not like no disrespect to him. It obviously meant like pulling out last time was sensible, but this time round, like I, he said he's got like a young family and stuff like that. He I was in my shot. It's the it's the interesting thing. I think this is like you said at the top, and this is going to come into consideration in the discussions that. Warren Gatlin and Gregor Townsend and everybody else are going to be having with other coaches is who can who's coped with the COVID bubbles well? Yes. And the fact that yep. the RFU have put out a report that says the reason we didn't perform well this Six Nations was because of coronavirus and the fact that we had to isolate when every other team was before. doing that. Yep. To me, count is a massive issue for any England player going on this tour. I think that's why Gatlin's come out and said ultimately more Scots, less English. I think yeah. that that that's part of it. Like, yeah, we, I don't, Danny Kerr is not going on this Lions tour. If he is again, that I'm going to call that. Uh, we'll call that a cami line, right? We're we're putting a cami line in the sand. If Danny Kerr is on the tour, I'm going to be very upset and probably not take out a Sky Sports subscription for it. It's that thing. Um, it's that thing. So when, when was it? Two thousand and oh, I've got to work about fifteen, and then we had two twenty thirteen. I'm gonna do my maths right. Twenty So what? What was Richie you... Gray on? Which what one did Richie, Richie Gray, Gray go was on? on twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. That twenty thirteen tour. Where they were talking about Nathan Hines going on that tour at one point. <laughs> as a quarter. Lovely. Can yeah. you imagine? I know. So um, I think we're all agreed on scrum half. Then fly half. Then now I've oh, only got two. Go. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've only gone Dan Bigger and Finn Russell, and the, the reasons will become clear when I get to my centres. But I've only gone yeah, Dan well. Bigger, Finn Russell. I do. Squidge made a very good point. Squidge Rugby, um, who for those that I'm, I'm sure everybody knows who Squidge is, but it's worth well worth a follow. Um, is Squidge on rugby? Very good at explaining, breaking stuff down, and the way yeah. things are played. Uh, Squidge did a video a while back to show, showing why he believes that George Ford is the greatest fly half in um, in world rugby right now, and he's got a point. And although I've gone with Dan Bigger and Finn Russell, 
I think a lot of people might be surprised that George Ford may well be called up as, a, as the third fly half <laughs> on this tour because, yeah, you know, he's he's a good, you know, he's a good fly half. I think if you take three fly halves, then George Ford is definitely, and you'll notice there's a very glaring, there's two glaring omissions from our conversation that we're going to have. I agree with you. I think Bigger's, Bigger's nailed on and Russell Obviously, you all know. I think my Russell's nailed Russell. on as well. I think it's it's that normal English kind of. Any, rugby. Anyone who says that Finn Russell's not nailed on is an absolute idiot. Doesn't understand rugby and should go and get in the sea, frankly. Um, but I think if you take three, George Ford is a really good shout, and particularly given that possibly some of the people we might pick in the centre, he's very good at working with them. He has, I think, so I watched the that game, that game down at Twickenham recently. I think I've mentioned this in the podcast. I watched it back recently. And the difference that George Ford makes when he comes on in terms of his game management, he really calms everyone. Down. See, if George Ford doesn't come on, Scotland win that game. And not just because he scores the try. He calms everyone down with his game management, with his demeanour, and just he just has a thing about him that means that England start playing proper rugby again. And I think that's that's one of the reasons that, you know, if you're looking for someone just to take the sting out of a, a midweek game against the Stormers or someone like that, then George Ford's your guy. Yeah. Who did you... Have you got two fly-offs in, Ian? Uh, no, I've got... Th- well, three, but I suppose we can fish, shift Finn out to 12 if needs be. Um, I, oh. have gone, I have gone bigger Sexton Russell. Um, I think Sexton will go for experience-wise. Just, um, I, th- right. I, don't think, I think he'll be used as the, the midweek 10. I think it'll be bigger starting and Finn on the bench. Um for the first test, and then they'll realise that's a stupid idea. I think Sexton's too. I think Sexton's too old. I'd, I concur, but I remember if this isn't what I would go with. It's just what I think Gatlin will go with, and he'll go. Oh, he's got lots of credit in the bank. He's experienced. Yada yada yada. He's got a great kicking game. Let's not forget though, Gregor Townsend's in the room, and he pathologically hates Johnny Sexton and Conor Murray's standing leg. Can you just oh, imagine yes. Gregor Townsend in training against Conor Murray, just finding inventive <laughs> ways in training to try and target his standing leg? It's going to be it'll really get... strange that, like, because Razzie Erasmus was the monster coach at the time. So you're going to have a situation where Gregor Townsend is having to protect Conor Murray's standing leg against Razzie Erasmus, who previously had to protect Conor Murray's standing leg against Gregor Raz... Townsend's coaching. Razzie's gone. Has he? Yeah, Razzie's not the coach anymore. Uh, is, he, is he director of rugby South Africa then? Yeah, he's moved up stairs. Oh, was he not? In, was he not his own boss? At, he was. He was his own boss at one point. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's right. What, like Mark Dawson. Oh, South Africa rugby. I'm. I'm on it, Ian. I'm on it. Just, just fell for a second, mate. He's still down as a head coach on according to Google. He's just his own boss, uh, I think. Oh no, Jack, Jack Nibar. Nibar. Yeah, no, it's when they did, um, oh, when I did that, was it Six Nations? No, the Rugby World Cup draw, 
when we got South Africa and Ireland arrived out, all right. Is it too early to have a beer yet? Um, <laughs> because that was terrifying. Um, yeah, and I was surprised it wasn't Razzy Erasmus, but um, ah, he's, he's moved up the stairs. A couple of comments, Ian, I've said, so just to interrupt, a couple of comments coming in I've said regarding Sexton. So Gordon McCracken, he's genuinely made of paper mache. Yeah. And he, let's be honest, by this point, he is actually made of paper mache. He's held together with tape and goodwill, right? And there's a lot less goodwill um, coming his way. I think none coming through this direction, by the way. No, there's no, there's none coming. No, no, like Alex Dunbar should have dumped him harder than he said. Um, or he's back, as it turned out, he dumped him on. But anyway, he dropped him on one side of his head and then he complained that it was the other side of his head that was hot. <laughs> Well, everyone knows that that impact can head right the way through your head. Sexton is... South Africa famously... Oh, come on, Raph, he's milking it! (laughs) South Africa famously uh, hold back when it comes to the physicality of the game as well. (laughs) They're a docile side, let's be honest. Um, (laughs) Sexton going on to... I would be concerned even about Sexton in training, actually, because the level of physicality that you're going to need to have to engage the spring box is going to be so much more than let's let's be honest, right? There's been tours recently where Sexton's looked the part, but he's not really had to do much. The Six Nations, whilst it is physical, he gets away with murder. And you introduce a whole different thing to that. It's I mean he only lasted fifty minutes against Exeter, didn't he? Yeah. Um I thought, yeah. or was it Ross Warren came on for 50? I can't remember. Um, no, I've, I've put him in, like like I said, I don't, I wouldn't take him, but I think that'll do. Well, we shall see. We shall see. So, centres then. Now, this is where I've only gone for two fly halves. Because I've gone for one, two, three, four, five. I've gone for five centres. You have, yeah. I've got Robbie Henshaw, Gary Ringrose, Chris Harris, Owen Farrell, and Cammy Redpath. I genuinely think Cam, I'm more and more convinced that Cammy Redpath is going to be a bolter here. I think with with, with Townsend in the room, 100%. Because Townsend, Townsend, Tandy and Gatlin were all at the Bath game the, the weekend. And although they lost to Montpellier, Redpath had a decent game. He put through a, dec- I think he put through a, a, a kick that almost got finished off um, with a try. He got a decent write-up in the, the Bath local paper as well for it. And I think... He can fill in at fly half. So when you've got Farrell, and I think Farrell will go because he's got the it's that credit in the bank player kind of thing. Although I'm I'm not sure he's got the mental capacity to last an entire tour in a bubble where he might have to work alongside Finn Russell because <laughs> I just don't think he could cope with the shenanigans. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure that's up his street. So I think red, the fact that Redpath covers 10, then you've got Stuart Hogg that can potentially cover 10 in the mirror. So you've got Owen Farrell that covers 10. I think you only need two fly halves then. That's a fair argument. That's a fair well, argument. I've gone with... I, mean, I was looking at this, right, and sort of the, the, the options at 12 were so limited. So I've, I've picked the five centres I've taken, right? Farrell, Henshaw, uh, GD2, Chris Harris... And one who, because I don't want to, I hate to use the the old Warren Ball cliche, but a guy who can play twelve and thirteen and is a big physical person, 
uh, a la Ben Tio Bundyaki. Hmm. Oh, it's not a bad show, that actually, to be fair. A decent show, yeah, yeah. I think I, I agree with most of what's been said. I think so. I think Henshaw, Henshaw and Ringrose are absolutes. Harris, yeah, I mean, Ringrose, I've not got Ringrose, I, I like Ringrose, but I just. I think he goes. I'd maybe, I I'd maybe put goes. him in ahead of JD too, to be fair, but because Gatlin is JD. The other option is you go Robbie Henshaw 12. So let's say Henshaw 12, Farrell 12, Fredbath 12. Um, you go Chris Harris as your 13. And then you either go JD2, who has not been playing 13 for Wales, mm-hmm. or you go Hugh Jones. And you pull that beautiful, beautiful boy in to Leinster because he's South African. He is experienced in those tracks. He's been in good form this year. He's probably been Glasgow's standout player, actually. He is injured, but let's see if we can get one or two. Nah, I think he's just... Nah. I think he's a step too far. Yeah, yeah, he's not going A good he's, step too far? He's not going. <laughs> <laughs> It's not H H Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I think no, Gary Ringrose is probably the only one that lacks versatility in my selection. I think Robbie Henshaw can cover fullback. Chris Harris can cover wing. Farrell covers ten and twelve. <laughs> Cammy Redpath also ten and twelve. We got Russell as well as a potential twelve. Well, like ten yeah. in an emergency. Henshaw can play thirteen as well. I think the the last time, the last two of my fifteen had Farrell at twelve with Henshaw at thirteen. Um, mm. And again, yeah, he's Josh Adams because he's a good defender, and that's a, an important defensive position. Josh Adams can oh, yeah. play thirteen as well, and I've got him in my back three. Yeah, um, just to catch up with Matt Sims' comment there, I've seen so many people going on about two Langy, and if you want to talk about people made a paper mashy, there you go, man. Aye. He's not even fit at the minute. I think he's got some soft <laughs> tissue damage no, no. I'm today. So again, no. but again, this is another one of these times in Daily Telegraph. Pushes, it's like we're going to name players that our readers know, and our readers only watch rugby during the Six Nations, which is fine. By the way, I'm not criticizing people that don't watch rugby apart from the Six Nations, that's absolutely fine. But from a paper point of view, that's that's who they play to, they play to the people that know the names, or they play to people who watch really mediocre rugby teams like Leicester or like um, <laughs> who's yeah, he's at sale now, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I th- apparently, I decided I was a sale fan recently. Did you? La- Why did you do lasted, that? It's it lasted about, last about a day. It's like, the worst rugby stadium I've ever been to. It's the worst stadium I've ever been to. Pretty bad, yeah. I mean, I got I've been to stadiums in the you know Scottish lower <laughs> leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just thought that, you know what? There was a bit of a charity case there. Like, they need my support. Um, like, why did, they, why did they put the tent on the grassy wet bit? That I don't make no sense whatsoever. Oh, oh yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. You know, or we could just pave this over. Nah, we'll just leave nah, this nah, box, nah, shall nah. we? Yeah. Love, it, love a box. Um, so who have you gone for centre then, Ian? Uh, my centres are Farrell, Henshaw, JD2, Harisaki. I think I think Aki's a reasonable start. I think JD JD two is going to be the interesting one. It's just I think he's the a fifty fifty. I think my Henshaw and Ringrose were the only two I had nailed on. The others were all even Chris Harris was my ten to one bit. Uh, what one we've really got? Uh, well, Harris is nailed on. Harris is nailed on. See, once we go to the back three, there's one possible swap I could do, 
which you have said this person can play 13, in which case we need a more ball 12, which would be Cam Redpath. Yeah. So I've gone, so my back, so who have you gone for your back three then? Uh, Stuart Hogg, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, Anthony Watson. Uh, Doohan. Yeah. Because Doohan. Doohan. <laughs> uh, Liam Williams and uh, Louis Rees-Samet. But what I've said there is I could, like, maybe bring Ells in for Louis Rees-Samet so that Ells could play 13 if required. I think and that's then, it. Getting, I don't know. I think Keith, Keith Ells believes he can play 13, as somebody said to me earlier today. <laughs> Shout out to Patricia. Um, believes he can play. Um, yeah, I think the I've gone with Josh Adams, you see, because he can cover 13. Can he? I don't know I if I've seen can. Josh Adams. I've never seen Josh Adams playing 13. Have I missed see, I reckon, that? See, if you could teach Doohan how to defend properly, he'd be useful at 13 because he's a bloody wrecking ball. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I just, I can't see, I mean, the number of times I've seen people leaving Doohan out, I'm just amazed by it because <laughs> how can you not take the most brutal ringer in world rugby at the moment? No, I mean, I mean the guy's got eight tries and ten tests, that's for Christ's sake. The guy is a cheat code. He is the definition <laughs> of cheat code, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> It's like oh, you, but football manager editor. There we go. Ninety nine pace, ninety nine strength. There we are. That's it. Yeah, beast mode activated. Can't defend, but we can't make it too unrealistic. Beast Josh Harms has played. Can play centre. He got a surprise pick at centre at one point. I'm, I'm trying to read Wales online, but I'm just getting adverts for all sorts of random spam. But yeah, he can play centre if, if needs be. Um. No, I wouldn't like him there. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying I'd like him there. I'm just saying no. that if you're looking for players that can cover, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's not got his that that nasty little vicious streak as Keith Earls does. Um, so yeah, and and you could probably get Keith Earls to wind South African up to, enough to get punched in the That's face. True, I would <laughs> love that. Off. I would love that so much. A South African punching Keith Earls would probably make my tour. I, what, I mean, to be fair, it might be it might be Duhand Van der Merwe that might punch him. <laughs> it might be it might be South African in, in the Lions squad that might end up doing Duhan, it. Um, so we've got Duhan, Ollie, Ollie Kevill, possibly CJ Stander, Stander yeah. even Hugh Jones. <laughs> that should happen. Yeah, Errol, Errol should be lined up and punched by South Africans. I think Duhan is another one. I think you're right, Ian. He's another one that the English media have just decided. That a couple of people said he's shaky at defence, therefore he's not going. And I, I think he. Yeah, I don't think you can ignore this, ignore his stats, or ignore the physical presence that he brings as well. Yeah, but then, you know, as I think I said a couple of weeks ago, when they've gone, oh, but imagine Cheslin Colby stepping. I was like, well, he stepped. Half past the England team, he scored the what, yeah. what was the clinching try in the World Cup final. So I don't think you can just put that against them. And also, if you flip that around, can you imagine Doohan running at Cheslin Colby? Yeah. Colby's just got to crap his pants and run away. <laughs> I would as well, and I'm bigger than Cheslin <laughs> Colby. <laughs> to be fair to Colby, he'll be he'll be big and brave about it. Yeah, but there's only so far big and brave gets you. When there's a six foot four, eighteen and a half stone monster running over the top of your head, I mean, this isn't this isn't Roy Jones Junior against Nikolai Valuev here. You know, this is 
this is a different kettle of fish. Um, yeah, so I, I don't see how you can't take Doohan. Um, Liam Williams covers, it, it, Anthony Watson yeah. covers uh, wing and fullback. They're both excellent players. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent kicking games between them. Um, but aye. Hog, Hog, Anthony Watson, Doohan, Liam Williams, Lewis Reese Abbott for me. Is there an argument for Sean Maitland? Yes. I think there's, there is an argument for him. Very much so. Um, that he's, um, you know, he's been on to previously. It's just who you swap out for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's probably worth us remembering that we are, like, this is an initial squad we're looking at. And, you know, everyone knows we're going to have, there's going to be people who are coming into a squad injured. There's going to be people mm-hmm. who are going to get injured. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Maitland end up there. Yeah. I think it's just, it's a pack. The back three in particular, I think there's a lot of candidates for. I think there's, there's like you said, Hooker, you're kind of thin on the ground. But I think with the rest of it, when you actually sat, sit down and try to look at it from the point of view, who are they likely to pick? You know, I'd love Sean Maitland to go, and I think there's a good argument he should do, but it's just if, if you, who are you going to take out? And again, there's that legacy thing. Um, yeah. Hall could make an R tournament. Watson at a push. Lima was, I think Lima was 29 now, so he probably can't, but Duhan and Lewis Street Samet will likely be on the next tour. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, so, that's the hardest, especially with the shortened squads. You know, if it was if, it, if we were picking forty-two, yeah, laughing here, but it's a thirty-six, isn't it? So you try to keep it to thirty-six. I mean, we don't. I mean, again, that's all conjectures. A lot of rumours that it's going to be thirty-six, and people saying they've heard it's going to be thirty-six. We don't actually know what the final squad size is going to be. My feeling is going to be creep up to forty for for front for front rows, but I suppose it depends on how you balance the books then. Particularly because if that's... you're looking at COVID, but, but like if you're entering, so it depends on how they're going to do the tour. If it is going to have to be a COVID bio bubble, as they describe it, then I think you do need a bigger squad. The only thing I think that that would might work is if Ireland have had their tour to Fiji cancelled. Mm-hmm. So if they do a shadow tour. South Africa and they play some of the provincial sides for Ireland alongside the Lions as a kind of fallback and say, well, look, we can we can swap. We've got our own COVID secure bubble. We're doing the lateral flow testing for players to check no one's asymptomatic and yeah, checking yeah, yeah. tests. We can we can easily swap players in and out of the two bubbles, which is which is kind of what Scotland did, right? Because you'd have Glasgow in their bubble, Edinburgh in their bubble, and that's how we end up with Ryan Wilson playing against Ryan Wilson. Kind of it's the Ryan Wilson effect. It is. That's it. And unfortunately, we know Oli, you know, Jakob van der Volt's unable to holiday now in South Africa because he's, you know, he's off to Georgia, Romania, and wherever <laughs> else for <on> Scotland's tour. <laughs> you can Duncan Weir's going to be running that tour. Who's who are you going for captain then? Because this is a problem. Then it, you know. I don't think Mario Toji for me is in a good enough form to be captain. He shouldn't be, no. No, I don't. I'm not going with 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 Toji as captain. Alan Wynne Jones, I'm not sure is nailed on enough as 
It's the Al, it's Al Kellogg being named captain for Scotland and that, you know, the New Zealand War Cup 2011 when actually you know, <laughs> he was named captain and didn't get many games. Yeah, for, uh, I think it's it's going to be Alan Ben jones I think it probably is. I mean, I know it's the... You know, the if, we're, if we're doing head, heart and arse, head, heart and arse, it's, head says it's Alwyn, heart says it's Stuart Hogg, and yeah. arse... Ar says it's Alan Wynn. Ar says it's Alan Wynn. Ar says it's Johnny Sexton. Is that what she's on tour? Ar says either Sexton or Farrell. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I forgot about that Northern. So, what? There was a... Ian Morrison on the offside line, I think, picked an, a, a, a Lions squad today with only two Scots in. And That's I just felt furious even thinking about it. He is an idiot, let's be honest. What? <laughs> He's a former international Scotland player. He's so. still an idiot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he still talks utterly rubbish. What he is, has what? lots of previous where he speaks utter trite. What's our, what's our baseline here then? For... Six, look, six. What, is six your baseline, John, for maintaining an interest in the line? Is that I mean, what does six do? <laughs> six Scotland players. Does that maintain your interest in the lines for another two, or does that reignite the fire in your heart? I think six gets me reignited. Like I was so twenty thirteen, I was quite into it, and I was I was quite excited, even though there was limited representation. And then twenty seventeen, I. I just wanted to watch Tommy Seymour be beautiful on tour, and it was so. I watched all the Tommy Seymour games and didn't yeah. watch anything else. <laughs> I watched all the Greg Laidlaw games for the same reason. Yeah, and like I think if you're six, six guys on tour, I think six six guys gives you a chance of maybe one, maybe two test starters, and then that reignites a wee bit of interest in the Lions, but I mean, I'm probably still going to watch a Lion King when there's no Scots. <laughs> Ian? So, um, I've got my five stick-ons, but basically like, see if Hamish Watson doesn't go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watson doesn't go, the Lions tour's cancelled. So have you just seen like, this BBC Ugu Moni and Chris Jones picking a team? Oh, oh my God, Jack Noel! What, what's the Jack oh, Noel? Good Lord! Jack, the back three—they've Ugo Monye, who I usually quite like. He's going to lose three Samus, Anthony Watson, Stuart Hogg, Lane Williams. Me and him are pretty much in agreement there. Then he's going Adams and Jack Noel. Where's they've, Jack Noel come from? Well, it's because he doesn't believe in COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm already immune. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's an auto pick. <laughs> Noel got... has played only has only played a hundred minutes of rugby since the Premiership final as he comes back for injury. But Gatland loves him. Does he? Noel loves Jack Noel. an idiot. Is it Jack Noel? Is it Jack Noel that tried to solve um, the tried to make peace <laughs> with North Korea? <laughs> Could have been any one of the Exeter players, to be honest, man. I don't know what's going on in the air, didn't there? Yeah, it was. It was Jack Noel got an invitation. I'm sure it's. Um... Was, it, was it sent by Dennis Rodman by any chance? Somebody uh, got got invited to uh, North Korea. Johnny... Right, see, last year Johnny May had a pick Johnny May, but 
I don't think he's... I mean, if people are going to go on about how bad a defender Doohan is, you need to talk about Johnny May's defensive position as well. It's better than it used to be, but it's... You know, he gets it. He gets away with a lot because he's rapid, but ultimately he is he's average. Like he's very good going forward, but he is average. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's, it's your only. You know, are these people's only criteria for picking wingers about how good they are defending? Because that's that's not going to work, man. You know, surely you want people who are going to score tries playing on the wing. I just want to apologise to Jack Noel. It was Johnny May who believed he could solve the situation in North Korea, not Jack Noel. And, yeah. and received a formal invitation to go to North Korea as a result. That is a true story. I'm sure he would have taken Jack <laughs> Noel as his buddy. Probably. Oh, God, yeah. there's not a man too long. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just leave it there? Should we? I think it's, it's, I think the, the best way we can, best thing to, we can say is any any lion selections by any English rugby writers are are, are utter rubbish. No, point. Yeah. Particularly ones who used to play for Harlequins and just keep picking Harlequins players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's I'm a, surprised there's... that Hugo Monye hasn't had a call up. <laughs> well, I was, uh, you know, Simon Thomas, um, he was asking on Twitter, you know, is there any other options for Scrum Half? I mean, Greg Laidlaw. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're looking for somebody who can control a game who's playing overseas, Bolter, yeah. former Lion, That's can't go uh, wrong. Yeah. Goal kicker. Mate, it might happen to be on media duty. Yep. Who knows? Um, I think we should leave it there anyway. That's it for the Lions. We've been going on for we'll an hour and a half. We've managed I know you, not- you hit two hours last week just because Tommy Seymour had retired and Ian felt sad. We well, both felt bad. sad and we both and ended up in our chairs saluting nearly, Tommy. Nearly killing ourselves. Yeah. I know I had to fill chair- health and safety forms afterwards. My chair was very solid. I just have to say. <laughs> I'm just glad I found that Allen key last week in Titans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, have to it's send not an expensive you. chair. <laughs> We've not done our annual desk assessments. I'll have to send you your forms. I say, yeah, you get a weed. Economic chair, here I come. <laughs> That's where your Patreon money all goes. It's on the desk assessments after you join an Ian. So. Yeah, we are a risk assessment nightmare to be fair. <laughs> We was alone for five minutes and we're up in our chairs dancing. Yeah, we'll 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 cover more news next week. Um, like I said, if you um, you can watch our instant reaction to the Lions squad on Thursday afternoon, probably around three thirty, we think on um, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll be able to download an audio version of that afterwards as well. If you're not Patreon subscriber, you'll have to watch it back on one of those uh, channels. We'll be back next week with kind of full reaction to everything that's gone on with the Lions. We'll have the 18... I can't believe it's an 1872 decider and I can't remember when they played the other games for this to be a decider, but... I mean, it's not really, is it? There's going to be another 15, 18... 1872 is going to be decided. We're playing another one the week after. How how can we have a decider and then play another one? 2026. That's a dead rubber. Um, Oh, Oh, no, apparently... Well, you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed no, to say that. No, I'm not allowed to say that any Glasgow Edinburgh game is pointless, or any Glasgow game for that matter. Yeah, even though it was you're, a complete the ones at the end of last season, the second one in particular was you're completely banned pointless, from that. and just put our players, at, both Scotland, uh, both Glasgow and our players at risk of injury for no needs whatsoever. Um, it yeah. was just to fill. I think they should for. change the 1872 and make it like I said last week. We should do it American sports style. 
it should be best of 15 and we should still be playing 1872 Cups like in 2072. I think we're looking at Potentially we're allowed limited crowds in to grounds now, so why not just take it on tour? Go oh, play at Netherdale. Yeah. Go play at Netherdale and have oh, three oh, men and a be... dog watch it just to try and get into crowds and that, go play up in Aberdeen. That'll be old school. And they'd all be from Glasgow as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just play in Murrayfield be... and have one, you know, and get get all the full capacity Murrayfield back again of Ember fans of three. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I'm allowed that to say that. I'm completely apathetic. I don't care one way or another. <laughs> I'll throw shade either way. I don't care. I'm not going to get letters this time. This is great. I'm being charitable because Danny Wilson's off to Harlequin. So I'm trying to. I'm not sure how that's like a negative, right? Wow. <laughs> like that is a charitable. That's Harlequins are really being charitable there. Like I love Harlequins now. Well, we'll see, you know, better the devil, you know. No, no. <laughs> That's for, let's put a pin in that and talk about that next week anyway. <laughs> yes. That has been our Lions preview for this week. Um, if you listen to this post-Alliance announcement, this entire thing is defunct, but you probably listen back laughing at how naive we were with some of our choices. I hope you enjoyed it anyway. It's got to get two picks. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week. Next uh, when, I think we'll start doing these on Wednesdays from now on. Um, yeah, because apparently I'm dragging you into rugby training. <laughs> so which is, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the next video broadcast, you'll see me battled and bruised. <laughs> and broken. For all the it, fair, people who've heard his terrible, terrible the, opinions. I'm off to the dentist tomorrow. To I, I have chipped a tooth after training tonight, so I'm off to the dentist tomorrow to get my teeth right. repaired. Do I have a gum shield? Uh, so not when you're doing non-contact work. It turns out there was a very sloppy pass. <laughs> so, I, so I was explaining cr- to people that people, like, so when you're a metre away from someone and you're doing a little run. Were you drill, explaining this while someone was throwing a ball at you, John? Because I think I might see the problem there. No, no I was explaining <laughs> it over and over again. I was trying, like, repetitive, and I was catching the ball most of the time. Um, But there was one guy in particular who was particularly fast with the ball and was, like, spinning it. You don't spin the ball a metre away from someone. That's ridiculous, right? You pop pass. And we were like, sympathetic pass, pop pass, pop pass. And yeah, he spin past it and he got me in the face. And, and I have a very, very oh, chipped tooth. You can't win in Scottish rugby, can you? Either the delivery's too slow or it's too fast, you know? It's Deliver- not about too slow or fast. It's about <laughs> right. It's about <laughs> delivering it right. I will not have this. So, yeah, this I'm is- not going to name names, but your pass was awful, mate. This is John now advocating the uh, the bring back of the pendulum pass. Yeah, I love a pendulum pass, mate. That's how it always should have been. Because <laughs> it doesn't make it note. completely obvious, <laughs> and, and it also doesn't make my teeth get broken. <laughs> on that note, thank God for the NHS. On that note, <laughs> we'll see you for this week, and uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from John and Ian. Night, guys. Ciao.